I'm Jessica Cootie and joined in studio for or to talk a little Husker softball right now is Maddie Fowler Burkhart. So if you have any questions, you want to ask her, call in, text in 402-413-2400 on the Woodhouse Auto Family Hotline. Brought to you by Woodhouse Auto Family. Shop Woodhouse first. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations. Simplify car buying to save you time. Shop finance and buy online at woodhouse.com. Well, Maddie, thanks for coming in. How about this? these Husker softball ladies? They yeah. are killing. It. I know I'm, I'm always game to talk softball you know that so um, but yeah they've been um, a real joy to watch this this season and really kind of a surprise with how strong they've come on we we knew they'd be good um, they finished 22 and 22 last season but they've already got 25 wins on the season so it already passed last season's mark and um, not a lot of new names to this team which has been what's most surprising to me is that it's really just been some experience um, in the sophomore class and then some leadership from the seniors that has really just had this team take off. Before we dive into all of that, um, how are you liking calling on the radio on our Huskers Radio Network with Nate? I know, I'm so happy uh, <laughs> Nate is letting me share the mic for the home games. He's got <laughs> you covered on the road. Um, it's a big task, but it, it's so fun. He's Nate is, he's so passionate about this Husker softball program. He's been covering this team for over 13 years, so he covered it when I played, and um, it's, it's been real, really fun to sit in the booth with him, and um, we know each other pretty well, so that, it's been fun, and I, I'm just really grateful we have some really consistent voices that cover women's sports here. You know, we got uh, Coatney and, um, and Grish, and you got John Baylor for volleyball and then Nate for softball. So it's something um, I don't take for granted that you've got some really good voices um, lifting up our, our women's sports. But are you enjoying the broadcasting? Because it's kind of a new role for you. Your sister does yeah. it a lot on for ESPN mm -hmm. and Pac-12. So are you liking the broadcasting? I'm loving it. Thing? Yeah, it's super fun. Nate makes it easy. Um, when the team's being successful, it makes it really easy too. Absolutely. So um, maybe I'm, I'm the lucky one in the, in the booth there. Uh, it's, it's been super fun and it's it's been interesting to me how it came a lot more naturally than I thought. Just you're like, hey, you know, when you when you do play the game, yeah. you know, for 18 years of your life, it turns out, you know, you can talk about the game and as things unfold. So it's, it's just been fun. Um, Nate totally drives the ship and I can just add a little analysis or share some insight of um, my time playing for the coaches and just kind of that experience. But it's, it's been a blast. Well, the Huskers currently lead the Big Ten, 5-0 in a Big Ten play and headed to Michigan State with a 10-game winning streak. How about that? What's gone into that? What have you seen that has allowed them to really kind of put some things together here over the last 10 games? Yeah, um, the offense is mm -hmm. tremendous. I mean, they're averaging six and a half runs a game. Um, and then the pitching has been consistent enough in the circle um, to, to get it done. So the, the home runs, I mean, they just they have so much power. And I don't think we were expecting that from this team with, you know, 55 home runs on the season already. And it's still a young season. Um, so that's been really fun to watch. But they they battle, too. They they've had a lot of comebacks. They've they've won a lot of different ways, which is also really cool. I mean, last weekend against Rutgers, they gave up. Four runs in the first inning, came back. The next day it was a pitcher's duel, one, two to one. And then the game three, it was a run roll. So they find different ways to win, and they can really lean on their offense to really get them out of tight spots if they need to. So what is it like for a, a team that has – because, you know, I feel like for some teams they might have one or two power hitters. Mm -hmm. But for Nebraska, they seem to have several. There's a lot of different players that have hit bombs or have hit – for power so what does that do when you can put together a lineup like that yeah it's just 
I think it it allows the hitters to really settle into themselves mm -hmm. and not you don't have as much pressure because you know there's somebody behind you um, who can pick you up and there was a lot of production last weekend that started with seven eight nine where they were the table setters and they got things going and there was two out rallies and um, Billy Andrews is of course the big story you know she's got 17 home runs on the season that's second in the nation right now but she didn't get pitched to last weekend she walked 10 times in at 11 at bats um, but it didn't matter because there was so many people behind her um, that could come through as well for this offense so I think just it's a streaky game that's how softball is is you know there's gonna be times when you're hitting well and there's gonna be times when you're just not finding any space out there but when you have people one through nine who can produce it's just you can get through any of those streaks Visiting with Maddie Burkhardt about this Husker softball team. You know, I was at Oklahoma during Lauren Chamberlain's run to get to the NCAA record. Mm -hmm. I was there with Jocelyn Allo, mm -hmm. who was chasing the record as well. And, I mean, that was something that became such a frustration that teams just would not pitch to those hitters. And so now with Billy, how do you – I mean, she's just a sophomore. Yep. And the first time kind of going through this, what do you think – Coach Ravel, this coaching mm -hmm. staff is kind of preaching to her to not get frustrated when teams yeah. won't throw you a pitch that you can hit. And I, I think she will get pitched to throughout the season. Rutgers, it, it's kind of been their strategy is that they just don't pitch to your best hitter. Okay. Last year, Tristan Edwards, they didn't pitch to her once. They, they actually hit her a lot of times, <laughs> which was really frustrating because um, seemed a little intentional. Um, but <laughs> so that I don't think it's it's going to last for Billy. She's the leadoff hitter, so they she has some protection and she runs really well, so she's a steal threat. So if you are going to walk her, you're basically giving up a double to start the game. Um, and not a lot of teams are going to want to do that, and especially when you've got protection behind her that's hitting the ball really well. You've got Cami Barra, um, a fifth-year senior in the two-hole, and then Sydney Gray, um, a fellow sophomore in the cl same class as Billy, who um, has a lot of power as well. So I think I think she will um, get more pitches. It was just kind of an anomaly weekend where okay, good. Rutgers walked her with the bases loaded. Okay. In a one-run ball game. <laughs> and I, that just blew my mind. I'm like, it's a one-run ball game, and you just opted to walk in a run. Um, and so that's that was kind of their strategy, but I don't think that will hold for every single team. Good. Hopefully that's the, not the trend. How about yep. Sydney Gray and her coming off the ACL mm -hmm. and, and how she's been able to come right back and seems like pick up right where she left off. Yeah, super impressive. I mean, there's... She didn't play this fall, um, so sat out the fall ball season um, to keep recovering and to get you know back into her swing. And then she really has picked up where she left off. And I, I can tell you from personal experience um, yeah. how hard that is, not just the physical side of trusting your body and your lower half as you're hitting, but the mental side. Mm -hmm. And she's playing third base. And her injury happened when she was playing third base. And um, she hasn't been tentative at all. She's in the three hole. And um, that's just that's really exciting to see when it kid can um, fight through that adversity and come back and can kind of pick up it's it's not easy to do I did want to go back to Billy did you expect I mean would this was this something that maybe you expected she could potentially do have this kind of production mm -hmm. and really break out like this I mean I know she had big numbers a year ago but what she's doing as a sophomore sometimes it's hard to make that jump between freshman and sophomore year it is we we, we call it the sophomore slump a lot of times <laughs> because the scouting report on you gets out and everyone has tape on you now so you have to know um, they know how to get you out they know what pitches you like to chase and it has not mattered I think she hit eight home runs last season and already has 17 so and what what really surprises me about her is her power to all fields I mean she has 
more oppo home runs than she does pole side wow. so she can hit anywhere um so there's not there's not really a weak spot in her swing if, she, if she's getting out a lot of times it's she's getting herself out if she chases a bad pitch but she just swings she's so aggressive um she's really strong and um there's also been multiple times this year where brooke and billy brooke's sister is one class above her have homered in the same inning so um <laughs> i won't leave out brooke andrews either who um, had one of the most bizarre at-bats I've seen last um, weekend where she came in, subbed in, in a one-on-one -on -one count. Came in as a pinch hitter, Brooke did, because um, Cami Barra took one kind of off the face on a foul ball and hit a home run uh, coming in cold off the bench. First one pitch? One. It was three and one, so she took two balls, and Huskers were down two at the time, and she hit a three-run home run wow. to take the lead. I, I don't know that I've ever seen that, That's where somebody crazy. subbed in with a 1-1 pitch and then hits a home run. Wow. It, was, it was pretty cool. So the Andrews sisters have got it going on and they're local talent, so really cool it's to amazing. see. amazing, yeah. How about the pitching and the one-two punch and of Olivia Farrell, uh, Courtney Wallace, mm -hmm. how big that's been? And they seem to kind of have found a rhythm here yep. in the middle of the season. Yep, so I always say the two storylines are you got the sophomore sluggers and um, in the box and then you've got the senior captains in the circle. So uh, it it always starts in the circle. Um, they set the tone for the game, and Courtney and Olivia are both captains on the team, along with fellow senior Carly Sievers. Um, so it's it's been really cool to see them develop this year. And what what I really like is, you know, they're not perfect all the time, but they always fight through. I mean, Courtney gave up, you know, a few runs in the opening game against Rutgers, and she redefined herself in the next inning, and she tried new pitches and goes back to her changeup. So, I think that that senior mentality is really important that they don't get flustered if they do get down early they continue fighting and then the rest of the team can really follow that lead so going into michigan state a team that has not been very good um how do you approach this weekend knowing that you have put together 10 wins in a row but mm -hmm. you need to take care of business against the teams that you should beat right yeah absolutely i mean michigan state they're one and six in um, the Big Ten right now, so they're at the bottom of the conference. But they did take one against Ohio State last weekend, and Ohio State is a top 25 team. So, you know, it's one of those things you can't take any games off. You really want to go in there and um, one at a time, but take care of business because the Big Ten is loaded this year. So, I mean, it's uh, Nebraska's sitting pretty good for postseason right now, but you really want to be, you know, in those top four Big Ten teams to really put together a good resume for postseason. So these are games that really count, and it would be really great to go and see if they could get three wins and get another sweep. Break down the Big Ten yeah. uh, for us and what teams could potentially be at the top and, and how it kind of stands right now. Yeah, we, we always say, like, if you're in the top 40 of RPI, you're in a pretty good standing, and Big Ten has seven teams right wow. now, which is incredible. So really strong year um, for the Big Ten. Northwestern has been the real surprise, so they're ranked eighth overall right now and have three top ten wins. So they beat UCLA, beat Clemson, beat Washington, they beat Oregon. Unfortunately, Nebraska does not play uh, Northwestern this year. I was I would have liked to see that matchup, but um, Nebraska does get to play. There's three really tough series in a row to kind of end out the season. They play on the road at Ohio State, on the road at Wisconsin, and then Minnesota at home. And those are all teams that are um, kind of receiving votes in the top 25 as well. So really, really packed um, house in the Big Ten this year, which is good to see after there was a couple down years and then 
the name that they're still in the top 25, but they're not at the top that you're used to hearing is Michigan. So mm -hmm. um, still a really good program. They're still in top 25 right now, but Nebraska went and took two from them, and that was two really good road wins. Speaking of, I mean, we went through this thing with women's basketball. We had a lot of people asking about when are they going to be ranked, and they mm -hmm. never ended up being ranked, and they probably should have at one point. When's the softball team going to be ranked? I, know, I saw in one of the polls, I think it was the ESPN poll, they got um, a vote for top 25. So it's good to at least see the name, you know, at the bottom there of teams receiving votes. Um, so if, if this win streak, you know, continues, I think, you know, they can. But those games against Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Minnesota, I think those three series will be critical. And if they come out on top in those series, I think they'll definitely finish um, in the top 25 at the end of the season. I just, um, I think those series needed to be earlier in the season if, if they were going to crack in right now. So that's the softball part of your job. Let's talk about development. And I mean, look at this facility yep. coming up over there. And that's a lot of intrigue and interest by our, our fans and listeners, how quickly it's going up. How yep. impressive is it for you to walk over here and see that? I know. It's, we, we need to get over here more to check it out because it, you go a week without looking at it and the amount of steel that's going up and the platforms and you can see the elevator bays. Um, just really, really cool to see. I'm, I'm hoping a lot of fans can kind of walk over here for the spring game to see the progress and just take a lot of pride in, um, in what this building is going to be. And um, the big plug for the building, as everyone knows, though, is it's, it's, it's football focused, but it's for all student athletes. And um, it's going to be really cool that it'll still be a central hub um, where our student athletes can come together for the training table and for academics. And um, that's something that's really unique to Nebraska. I've been to a lot of schools where everything is siloed and you're all over the place. And I think our student athletes really like that they kind of have that central hub where they can all come together. So if someone's listening that um, is hearing for the first time maybe how they can get involved mm -hmm. with the project, where would you point them to? Yep, you can head to huskers.com slash donate um, if you want to support the project. It's um, we are still finishing up fundraising for phase two um, like anything else right now. I mean, labor prices went up. A lot of the steel prices went up. So the overall cost of the building did increase. So our goal of fundraising, we did have to um, kind of move our <laughs> move our end goal, um, which is always a good challenge. But um, a lot of donors have really stepped up to the occasion for this project. And um, it, it's going to be really cool to see. And just I think a lot of people are going to take a lot of pride because they know that they contributed to it. And it's and it's not just big gifts. I mean, we have had a lot of campaigns where everything from $100 and up makes a huge difference when all of those collective gifts come together. And it's that it's something that you know, you know, you kind of took a part of as well. Absolutely. I think it's cool, too, that there has been so much progress made. And it's such a huge recruiting weekend mm -hmm. for programs that now you can say, hey, look, because it's hard to kind of, yeah. for me personally, it's hard for me to see things without it taking shape but now it's taking shape you can see how impressive that thing's gonna oh, be oh yeah oh yeah and it, and i'm excited to see you know the final renderings and once um a lot of that gets released you know we've seen kind of the what it'll look like on the outside and um the backside with the balcony and the weight room but i know they're working on a lot with the inside as well and just how modern it's going to be and technology inside the building so uh it, it'll be really interesting and really exciting to see how it ends up at the end because um, I feel like every single year something new comes out and you got to put that in as well so they've made some adjustments on the fly. Well Maddie appreciate your time and uh, can't wait to hear more of you on the radio you had so much I, I enjoy I learn a lot every time I listen to you. Oh, Nate, awesome. So.
yep, and I'll just, my last thing to say is just there's three more series to see this team at home. So uh, make sure you catch uh, Nebraska softball and show up to support them because they deserve it. And um, the big weekend, if I were to push one, um, would be to come out on April 16th. So we've got a really nice dedication um, for the playground that's opening to honor two former Huskers, a former Husker football player and former Husker softball player who tragically lost their son and the playground's opening up. So if, you, if you're listening and you're like, I've been wanting to go to a softball game, I'm going to push you to April 16th to join us um, out at Bolin Stadium. Awesome. Great stuff, Maddie. Appreciate your time.